Ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Okay, so I don't actually know. But I do know that 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot. And for good reason. HubSpot's all-on-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support. Plus, they have a huge collection of resources to help startups scale. And with the HubSpot for Startups program, you could save big off your first year. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot, visit HubSpot.com startups. What's going on, everyone? It's Friday, August 5th. You made it to the end of the week. I'm Zachary Crockett. I'm here with Juliet Bennett-Ryla and Mark Dent. And this is the Hustle Daily Show. Today, you've heard of Hollyfield versus Tyson, Mayweather versus Pacquiao, Frazier versus Ali, but have you heard of Stallone versus Hollywood? The latest matchup making the rounds is happening outside of the ring. One of the wealthiest actors in the business recently had some less than savory things to say about Hollywood's latest remake, the Rocky franchise. And as always, it comes down to the money. Mark's gonna break that down for us. But before we get into that, Juliet's got the news. All right. So Cracker Barrel facing some backlash after posting about its new plant-based sausage offering on Facebook. Now, many chains, including Burger King and White Castle, now offer plant-based meats. But apparently some commenters were very angry about a new option they could simply choose not to eat, as is the way of the buffet. The criticism has prompted Crackle Barrel to double down via Instagram, calling the restaurant a place where pork-based and plant-based sausage lovers can breakfast all day in harmony. Jeff Bezos' 417-foot mega yacht was towed back to a Rotterdam shipyard after city officials decided that, no, they actually won't dismantle a historic bridge to accommodate its enormous size after all. Initially, it was believed that the bridge would be taken apart and put back together, but public outcry, including a plan to throw eggs at the boat as it passed, (laughs) led to the shipbuilding company withdrawing its request. Starbucks will enter the metaverse next month with coffee-themed NFTs. Owners will apparently get various perks, perhaps linked to Starbucks' existing loyalty program. Also with this announcement, interim CEO Howard Schultz also revealed that cold drinks, not hot coffees or teas, now make up 75% of total beverage sales, no matter the time of year. And DoorDash stock bumped 18% in after-hours trading. In its Q2 earnings report, the company announced a 23% year-over-year increase in orders. That equates to 426 million orders, a new record for the company, and 30% year-over-year revenue growth. Meanwhile, Shake Shack shares fell 15% after Q2 earnings failed to meet expectations. The fast food chain blames a slow return to the office and thus fewer lunches out. Thanks, Juliet. All right, Mark. So set this whole Stallone scene up for us here. If you were billing this as a boxing match, how would you describe it to us? I would say that it's definitely a battle of heavyweights because Sylvester Stallone, on one hand, you have a true blockbuster Hollywood actor who still has cachet, you know, nearly 50 years into his career. And he's in one corner and he's going up against more or less Hollywood itself Mm. and the rules that sort of like bogged down Hollywood and help make certain people a lot of money and other people still a lot of money, but not quite as much. Sylvester Stallone is taking Hollywood on more or less a big studio and a big producer because he wants to get the rights back to Rocky or at least some of the rights back. Hmm. And it's kind of a complicated situation he's got with those rights, as I understand it. Yeah. So back in uh, the the 1970s, before Rocky, the first movie came out, you know, Sylvester Stallone was truly a nobody. He was like a young, starving actor in Hollywood. He supposedly had $100 to his name, 
but he had this really great script. Mm -hmm. He wrote Rocky, made up the character, uh, made up all the characters, Apollo Creed, Mickey, Adrian, everyone who you've kind of heard of. And he sold it, as you do, (laughs) to Erwin Winkler, who was a pretty big producer at the time, although he was about to get a lot bigger once Rocky came out. And as usually happens in Hollywood, Stallone had to give up the rights. Mm. Usually when you write something, that's what happens. So that way you can get it made by a production company or just a big independent producer, et cetera. And so Stallone sold it for reportedly around $350,000, which is actually a pretty good amount of money, uh, especially back then. What year is this? This is like Uh, 1974-ish. The movie came out in uh, 76. So you're talking in the early 70s. All right. So that's good Mm -hmm. money. It's very good money. And then he got to star in the movie and also be heavily involved in it and get a lot of other money for that. But those rights, they've never reverted back. Hmm. No matter how much movies he's made, he's continued to be a star in almost all of them. He's written a lot of them. He's done some directing. He's done some producing. Like He's done everything. And he's come up with all these characters But still, they are not his characters. They belong Mm. to this guy, Irvin Winkler, and to Amazon, (laughs) which bought MGM um, last year. And when you say rights, what does that generally entail? Like, what are you selling exactly? You're selling a stake, basically, like the producer or something like that has a stake in it. But you might also have the creative poll. It just sort of depends on what the contract says. I wrote about the James Bond franchise last year, mm-hmm. and there's just this one family called the Broccoli family <laughs> that has the rights to Bond. And they not only have a lot of the sort of financial rights and therefore get a big paycheck every time a movie gets made, right. uh, but they also have a lot of creative pull. And, and that was just kind of how it worked out for them. And so it just sort of depends on what kind of deal you strike. But generally, when someone is just like a nobody, they just sell their rights, whether it's to like some article that they wrote that's going to be turned into a movie, whether it's like a script itself that you do for spec. And that's more or less what Stallone did, or at least that's what he says. I mean, he says he has none of the rights anymore. He's never been able to negotiate back for any of them. Hmm. He's done okay for himself, though, (laughs) in other ways. Without question. Even from the first movie, he has told Variety before that he made about two and a half million dollars off it. And again, this was like in the mid 70s. -hmm. And Erwin Winkler said, no, that's ludicrous. He made way more than two and a half million dollars just off the first movie. Mm. And now keep in mind that he's had a lot of ways to make money off of a total of six Rocky films two Creed films, Mm -hmm. and I believe a third Creed is coming out either this year or next year, sometime pretty soon. But that said, he's getting old. Uh, I think Stallone is 76, (laughs) and he's not going to be able to be in these movies or really be involved in them anymore. And MGM slash Amazon wants to keep on making them. They just announced a spinoff called Drago, which is about Ivan Drago. Hmm. Hmm. I'm kind of like a Hollywood noob. Like, Has Sylvester Stallone been in anything else besides like Rocky movies and tangential-related fighting movies? Rambo. Rambo, Yeah, right. His career really all came out of Rocky, though. Without a doubt, it it launched him to stardom. Yeah, I mean, like Juliet said, there was Rambo, Demolition Man. He was also in Cliffhanger. You know, Rambo was a pretty big franchise too, but like, that was it. And Stallone really, he kind of has had this comeback only because of Rocky too, because Creed, you know, came out in 2015. He was nominated for an Oscar for that. And it kind of like sort of reintroduced him to a younger generation. Otherwise, yeah, he wouldn't have anything without Rocky. And I think you mentioned too, you know, this isn't Stallone's first time being vocal about his being shortchanged over Rocky in his opinion. 
what did he say this time around exactly? Like, what was his exact grievance in that Instagram post? You're right. For the last couple of years, he's been pretty uh, vocal about it. But it was this release of the spinoff Drago that kind of set him off more recently. <laughs> and he posted originally an Instagram like a couple of weeks ago and then another one uh, just this week. And in this uh, since deleted Instagram post, he said, I never wanted Rocky characters to be exploited by these parasites, <laughs> referring to Erwin Winkler and to just kind of the studio in general. And that's like not the only thing that he said. He has been pretty vocal about saying like, hey, Erwin Winkler's kids are going to get paid forever because of what I did. And he's been very blunt in saying that he wants money essentially for his children. Mm. And he thinks it's unfair that some of these other people who just happen to have more money and a little more power back in the early 1970s, mm -hmm. they're the ones who have all the rights even though Stallone really has put in all the work. And like I was saying, like it is common for someone to sell rights to their work like that. But when something becomes this big and lasts this long, it does seem quite unusual that Stallone's not really seeing like any sort of little ownership stake in that. Right. I mean, on the one hand, it's kind of like hard to sympathize with Stallone. The guy's worth like 200 million plus dollars. His kids are going to be, be just fine, you know? <laughs> But on the other hand, I, I totally get the struggle as a creative to have control over something that you built from scratch and ideated in your own head in some tiny apartment when you were trying to make it. Yeah, it had something kind of similar to me happen last year. I wrote a story about the invention of the Slinky and this guy optioned the story and he renewed the option numerous times over the years. And now it's being made into a movie, but he claimed that they changed the script so much since he optioned the story that my option is no longer relevant and he tried mm. to cut me out. And now it's like, you know, you get into a position where you have to hire entertainment lawyers and pay a bunch of money to defend yourself or just kind of like let it go. Most movies obviously never even make it. So I think it just, you know, like Stallone went through in the early days, just like a huge imbalance of power in Hollywood. And it's really hard to fight for your IP. Hollywood can be a dangerous place, I guess. Gotta watch your back. You ever heard that case? It's about a singer. Her name is Martha Wash, I think. Hmm. You've ever heard that CNC Music Factory song? And like, yes. the only memorable part about it is someone singing Everybody Dance Now. Well, apparently she had recorded that as like a demo track somewhere. And then oh, it ended wow. up getting sampled in the song and she had to take them to court to even get credit. But that's her, like the most memorable part of this song. <laughs> and that's another example of someone who does something. It gets big and then it's like she doesn't get anything. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. And in a very similar story, I remember reading, I think it was last year when the new Mortal Kombat movie came out. You know, there's that famous song oh, yeah. where it's just like the guy yelling, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was just sort of like this young actor who recorded that like in, you know, 1990. He's from Texas and he just got paid like uh, not that princely of a sum somewhere in like the few thousand dollars. And that was it. Hmm. And now and now it's just been used over and over and over again. And, <laughs> and speaking of these sort of like great franchises, right? So like Stan Lee, for instance, you know, made like Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four. He's had to kind of duke it out, hmm. you know, before he died. You know, Marvel comics have been bought and sold over and over again over the years. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he was engaged in a lawsuit in the early 2000s regarding like what cut he would get and sort of some of those types of details. So it's not just Stallone who's kind of been in this sort of conflict before. And, you know, obviously you mentioned every rights deal is a little different. It comes down to how you negotiate the nuts and bolts of the deal. Top Gun 2 is kind of an interesting case. This movie just came out and uh, there was a little bit of a different structure there, right? 
Yeah, so the original Top Gun was based on an article from, I believe, the now defunct California Magazine. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, in the early 1980s. And it was just about, you know, Navy fighter pilot school. And so that author sold the rights. You know, that original movie came out in 1986. Then this new Top Gun was made sometime over the last five years. It got put on the shelf because of the pandemic a couple of different times. Mm -hmm. Supposedly, according to the family of this author who sold the rights, who has passed away, that film did not wrap until last summer, like around May 2021. Mm -hmm. And that would have been more than 35 years after the rights were sold. (laughs) And the family is saying, well, hey, the law as of 1978 says that after 35 years, the rights revert back to the original copyright owner. Oh, wow. Okay. It's going to be like a legal battle against the clock, if you will. Uh In response, Paramount said, actually, we wrapped in 2020. So the uh, 35-year clock hadn't hit yet. Mm. And so there's going to be this sort of like fight over, okay, has it been 35 years? And then Paramount is also saying, actually, our movie isn't really relevant based on the rights that you sold uh, to us back then. So it's like a whole kind of different sort of battle going on there. So for that 35-year rule, Stallone is out of luck Mm. because Rocky came out before 1978. Ah, However, the sort of more original version of that law, a different sort of copyright law says that after 56 years, (laughs) the rights can revert back to the original rights holder. So that could be good news. That might be the sort of end to this, that like in another 10 or 12 years or so, Stallone might have a chance to get them back in that way. Yeah, another decade and he's good then, I guess, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, obviously there's going to be a lot of different maneuvering, I think, even at that (laughs) point. But nevertheless, it seems like he has a chance. Wow. Yeah. Stallone says like at that time in his life, he had to sell his bull mastiff because he just didn't have enough money. And then when he sold the script, he was able to buy the bull mastiff back. Like he he just, you know, did not have anything. Mm -hmm. And when someone with deep pockets and connections to a studio like MGM comes along, it's like, of course, you're going to make that choice and not realize that X number of years later, you'll be wishing you had maybe bargained or negotiated a little bit differently. Yeah. Really makes me want to move to LA, Juliet. Yeah. You can be one of my disappointed friends whose show got canceled by Netflix or HBO Max lately. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it could end up like a Mickey Mouse situation where like every time Mickey Mouse's IP is about to expire, Disney just lobbies to change the federal laws. (laughs) Exactly. Well, and now it's Amazon that owns MGM, <laughs> right? which owns right. Rocky. So they're going to have a good amount of pull or certainly a good amount of lawyers. Mm. Amazon has acquired a lot of other big titles in recent years, haven't they? Yeah, because they own MGM, Amazon owns Rocky and James Bond. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons that, you know, obviously set Stallone off was the announcement of this new spinoff Drago, where he's just like, okay, this is going to be stupid. And Amazon slash MGM, they don't have that same pull with James Bond, right? Because like I was saying earlier, the way that those sort of rights are divvied up is that the Broccoli family still kind of gets to make most of the creative decisions. And they have been very hesitant about like releasing a bunch of movies and random TV shows. So Mm. I feel like Rocky might be Amazon's way to just sort of cash out and make a bunch of stuff off their IP because they can't do it so easily with James Bond. Mm. So what happened in that case Amazon owns James Bond technically, but the Broccoli family still retains the rights. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they both have an ownership stake, of course, as do probably some other parties that we may not know about. 
many years ago, Broccoli had a partner and they bought the rights to James Bond from Ian Fleming, the author. And then that partner of Broccoli kind of just backed out. He had made a few bad business decisions. And so then the rights were really just split at that point among Cubby Broccoli and MGM. And I I don't know what the exact split is. So that's kind Mm -hmm. of one of those sort of like lost to Hollywood things. Mm -hmm. But it's a high amount that the Broccoli family still owns. And like I said, the way that they had negotiated back, I believe, in the 60s was that they would get the creative rights. The Broccoli family would. They're the ones who get to decide like, okay, this actor is the right one to play James Bond. This is the right time to release a movie. We don't need to release one right now. Let's wait a couple more years. They just... That's what they had argued for way back in the day. And that's in part because, you know, they were pretty savvy. Hmm. Broccoli had already been around Hollywood quite a bit. And also MGM, and I believe it was United Artists at the time, they didn't really like realize that there would be that much potential for the Bond movie. Hmm. They probably just thought it was going to be a one and done. And so they were like, screw it. Yeah, just give this person some extra control. So like even in that case, the writer Fleming is still removed from the equation. Yes. It's Broccoli, this kind of parasitic, if you will, producer who like saw the value. Exactly. And now controls it. Yeah, like broccoli is the equivalent of Erwin Winkler in this situation. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Without a doubt. The Fleming estate might actually make like some small cut still, you know what I mean? Because they may have negotiated for that. He definitely would have had more power than Sylvester Stallone. He was a best-selling novelist at the time. So it's certainly possible that still some amount of money goes back to that estate though. Mm. But yes, the Broccoli family is like a family business with some power, but they're also the ones who uh, did not create the characters. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning into the Hustle Daily Show. We're a crack part of the HuzBot Podcast Network. Our editor is Robert Hartwig, executive producer, Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, go over and get yourself signed up at thehustle.co. Have a great weekend and we'll catch you all next week. 